Well, good morning. Welcome to Kings at Home Daily this Wednesday morning. And welcome from me, Gough. Um, yes, still on holiday, I'm afraid. I hope it's not um, winding you all up. Uh, <laughs> back in the thick of things. Um, I'll be back at home tomorrow. But um, meanwhile, we're, we're going through with the Sermon on the Mount. We've just made a start this week. And we got up to verse three yesterday so let's pray and see what the lord's got for us today lord thank you that this calling that you've put upon our life this 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 new life that we have because we belong to you is something very very precious and lord i pray as we look at this sermon on the mount you'd speak to us about the, the radical nature of our lives now that we belong to you so please speak to us this morning, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I think I mentioned yesterday that um, John Stott wrote a commentary on the Sermon on the Mount, and he called it Christian counterculture, making the point that, that when we become Christians, there's something radically different about our lives, that, or there should be. It, Becoming a Christian is not just something that we add to our lives as sort of a, you know, a, a hobby or something. It's a, a radical change takes place. Um, and uh, nowhere is that more apparent than in the, the Beatitudes, the blessed attitudes, the characteristics of the disciple of Jesus. And I made the point yesterday that this is very much directed at the disciples. We saw that in, in verse 2. Um, Jesus went up the mountain, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. The crowds were there, but they were just lookers, they were just onlookers. And, but, but Jesus wanted to speak to these disciples, and to you and to me, about being a, not just a, one of the crowd, but followers of Jesus. And uh, so here we are, we know it, we, we, we looked yesterday at blessed to the poor in spirit, Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They think, wow, that's they're talking about rich. That they've got the, the kingdom, the, the, the kingdom of heaven now and future. Beautiful. Let's go on to verse four. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Okay, blessed are those who mourn. I mean, you know that that really is counterculture. Blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those who uh, mourn. Surely it's the opposite. Mourning, I, in, the, in the most obvious um, understanding of what he's saying there, it's those who mourn in the loss of, of, of loved ones in the face of death. That would be the most natural reading, although I think it does mean some other things as well. So how can you say, blessed are those who mourn? The world would say, oh, how... How desperate, how sad, how awful. And, uh, and yet here Jesus is saying blessed are those who mourn because they're going to be comforted. Note he doesn't say that they won't mourn, that mourn, but rather that they're going to be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. Why? Because they've got a wonderful hope. They've got a wonderful future. They've got something precious. You know, I've, I've thought a lot recently about 
Jesus at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. When, remember, Lazarus died and Jesus went to, to Martha and Mary and he, got, he arrived after he had died. And when Jesus went to the, went to the tomb, it says he, he wept. He wept. I mean, it's the shortest verse in the Bible, isn't it? Jesus wept. And I wondered, I've wondered about that. Why did he weep if he knew that in a moment he was going to raise him from the dead? I think Jesus wept because he was looking on the horrible nature of death, the separation that it brings, the sadness, the, the abnormality, the horribleness of death. And he was weeping, I think, as he brought to mind the sadness and sorrow that death has brought to the human race. Maybe even a sense of this, Jesus had a sense of the sadness that you have known in the, the loss of, of loved ones. So it's not that we don't mourn, we, we, we do mourn. But Jesus is saying, we're blessed, we've got, we've got something that the world can't understand. This is, t it's totally upside down as far as the world's concerned. The world says, oh dear, this is terrible. The worst thing that can happen to you. The world says that joy comes from uh, uh, all the superficial, <laughs> in the moment, <laughs> pleasures that can be found. That Jesus is saying here, blessed are those who mourn because they are going to be comforted. Now, I think, let me just say, I think, I think when, we, when he says they're going to be comforted, first of all, there's the ministry of the Comforter. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit. He, he, Jesus said, I will send another Comforter. So, for, for, for Christians, for followers of Jesus, in the face of loss and sadness and sorrow, we have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the joy of the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And so we can find joy even in sorrow. And I'm not just speaking theory here. I know, I do know what it's like to lose dear loved ones. Blessed are they who mourn. The Comforter has come. The Holy Spirit has come. You and I can know the Holy Spirit in those dark, difficult moments. But more than that, there is supreme comfort ahead. There's, there's a wonderful future ahead for those who, who know the Lord Jesus. Um, if, let me, I, I could say much on this, but um, actually, I'm going, I'm, let me just I'll tell you here, the, um, I'm actually going to be um, starting a podcast in the next couple of weeks about the Christian's hope for the future. Um, I'm going to call it, I think, Hope Wins, because I think there's a bad, there's, there's a dire need for the message of hope in these fearful days. So that's coming. But uh, this morning, just to turn to Romans 8, where um, Paul is speaking about the, the wonderful future that awaits us. And he says in verse 19, the whole of creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. 
And it goes on and says, the whole of creation has been groaning as, uh, oh, I've lost, lost my place, the whole, um, as, in, as in the pangs of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, the Comforter has come, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. And he's speaking about that. The future that we have, one day, we've been redeemed inwardly in our spirits. We've been made new, we're, we, we, we've, we've had new birth, but one day we're, we're going to be complete. <laughs> when we see the Lord Jesus, we will be like him. This is our hope. And it's important that we know about our hope. That's why I'm going to be doing this podcast. So we, 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 we're groaning, we're longing, we're, we're waiting for that the day when we see the Lord Jesus, either as he appears in glory or when we go to be with him, we're going to be comforted. And somehow in the economy of God, there's a link between suffering and glory. The more you've been through, the more wonderful the comfort is going to be. And so blessed are they who mourn because they're going to be comforted. Yes, here and now with the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. But one day we're going to be comforted when all is made new and we're in the presence of the Lord. I look forward to that day. I live for that day. And that gives me great joy in anticipation of that day. So um, I can't go any further. My time's gone already. But it's important that you and I keep our eyes fixed on things that matter most, our future hope. We mourn in one sense about the world around us. We mourn for the, 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 the lost. We mourn for the suffering around the world, the pain in the world, longing for the comfort of God to come, new heaven, new earth. Let me pray as we head off into the day. Lord, thank you that we know you. What a joy. What a joy to know you. We've got a hope. We've got a future. Even though we might mourn at times at the loss of loved ones, we thank you. We're going to be comforted. There's a wonderful day coming and we live for that day. Meanwhile, Lord, we do care about those around us. We mourn for those who don't know you. People we're going to see today who don't know you. People in our own families who don't know you. We, we mourn and we say, oh God, in your mercy, would you be gracious that they would come to know you. Use us, Lord, please, that somehow the witness of our lives can point them to you. So go with us wherever we go today. We want to be radical followers of you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Have a good day and see you again tomorrow. Bye now.